Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Woo. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. You're back. Thank you so much. And oh, some of you are checking us out for the first time too. That's awesome. Hey, welcome to the Fringe. Uh, Fry Dudes production with Vicaro Guapo and DJ Tommy P. And yeah, we're going to get real raw again. And listen, this, this as we further delve, this is going to get more and more uncomfortable, but for good reason. We have no problem looking in the mirror and uh, making fun of ourselves at times. And yeah, I mean, listen, if you're looking for the squeaky, perfect, uh, clean podcast, this isn't it. You better abort right now. Otherwise, here we go. Another deep dive on the fringe. Back to the fringe. You have spoken, and we have listened, and uh, I can't thank you so much. I, I just uh, the, the the feedback has been phenomenal thus far, and uh, yeah, we know we'll ruffle some feathers uh, in the other direction. But uh, for you that that um, wrestle with a lot of this and uh, question and doubt, you're not alone. You're not alone. In fact, one of my favorite sayings is, uh, "Faith cannot exist without doubt." So. Noodle that on a little bit. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, of course, I got Vicaro Guapo with me. Vicaro, want to say hello? Good afternoon. All right. He's back, the, the poet, Vicaro. And um, Vicaro, like I said, we got some really interesting feedback. And uh, one, of course, uh, multiple, but uh, one that really caught my eye was from Emily in New Zealand, of all places. Can you believe it? I'm, I, no, I can't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you're speechless. You're, you're speechless about it. So anyway, uh, thousands of miles away, it just shows you the power of technology and how we can work together. So Emily Emily writes, I love this podcast. After only listening to one episode, I was completely hooked. Uh, authentic love and faith translates so well through the podcast. The points of discussion and advice are valid and comprehensive, yet from a place of love experience and true empathy for others thoroughly entertaining and good humored great podcast all around so thank you emily from new zealand you absolutely made my day and vaquero guapo's day and um listen uh, okay uh, one of my favorite proverbs is um iron sharpens iron and uh you think we're sharpening you you absolutely sharpen us with your comments with your uh constructive criticism with your questions and how can we make this better, stronger, and um, do this right. So, but Carol, that's a good uh, cue to you. I think you had something else you wanted to share. Otherwise, let's let's just get deep into uh, the fringe. Yeah, right, right on the, the same heels of that. If if there was no reaction to this or response to you know these conversations, I would wonder maybe we're getting it wrong, or you know maybe we're, we're we've got a message that doesn't need to be shared and right. the exact opposite is happening. I got a text from someone um, that I shared the podcast with and they said, this was right on time from me. I've seen so much hypocrisy lately with practicing Christians. He goes on to explain what he means by that. I, I won't go through that part um, specifically, but he just said, thanks for sharing this with me. I really needed to hear this. And he said, by the way, I stopped. It was so good. I stopped while I was walking the dog to shoot you this text while everything I wanted to say was fresh in my mind. And it was a very long um, complimentary text. And while it feels good to 
hear that like yeah hey we we stumbled onto something here i I know this person very very well yeah and there was a sense of like a not being untied inside of him um in the words that he shared and that's just complete validation to me that there is such a strong need for people to know um that there is a path forward that um, it's okay to have doubts. It's okay to be upset with Christians and um, that there's a lot of unlearning for us practicing or you know, mm. call it experienced yeah. Christians. I won't use the word mature because not all of us are mature. I know. I'm yeah. Not. Right. But, I'm still um, work in progress. As you know, but it was really, really encouraging to hear that. Yeah, this is, this is real. This is meaty and it's raw. Because this is, this is where the rubber meets the road, and mm-hmm. I don't need a, a program. I don't need a fog machine and lots of screens up on Sunday mornings. But uh, people are saying I'm I, I'm missing something in my life, yeah. and I want to be closer to God, but I don't understand certain things, or I don't like you know, the representatives of Christ, and. And it was just a, it's, it's been a really good week of saying, man, what happens when we step out of the way and just let, and, and actually just love people, right. just use that empathy. Like, wow. Good things can happen when we humble ourselves. No doubt. So thanks again for those that have taken the time to give us feedback. And another thing that Nate had jumped on me a little bit is, well, you know, Fry Dudes, our calling card was, well, and, and it still is, you know, we want, we want husbands to be better. Uh, husbands, we want fathers to be better fathers. But again, these words resonated so much that um, a young woman named Emily, all the way from New Zealand, that this can impact. So I almost see this as a, you know, this is evolving. This is just round two, right? And and we're, we're getting into the groove of it. We definitely, um, we've touched on something. We've hit, we've definitely hit on a pulse of something. And uh, I think this is an excellent opportunity for those who do call themselves Christians uh, in whatever religion you're at uh, to, to look in the mirror, for sure. This is definitely, though, for the ones that are frustrated and uh, are trying to better understand and what's going on. And let's face it, I, I know a lot of you also listening to this to escape just COVID talk. I'll just touch on it briefly, but this is a moment in time without question. This is historic where so many people are questioning and, and is this really it? And what's with this broken planet? I, I, I don't understand. Um, uh, if there's a God, why would something like this happen? And maybe that's part of the segue, Nate. You talked about, we we're, we we're going to maybe touch on mistakes, and uh, but also, more important, probably why, and, and some of the yeah. why quotient of that. Do you, you, want, you want to riff on that a bit? Sure. I, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is that, we often have these emotional barriers to change in our lives. It doesn't even have to be about spiritual matters. It could be about losing weight or it could be about, you know, overcoming a fear or something along those lines, but that we have all of these emotional or internal things that often keep us from going there. And as we peel back the, the layers of that, we start to, it, one, it gets personal and, it's unique to each person that's involved. And then two, once we've 
addressed, it doesn't mean we've fixed or that we've resolved all of it, but once we've kind of waded into those waters and, and acknowledged, hey, I have a bunch of emotional reasons for why I don't like the Bible or I don't like maybe Christianity or Christians. And now that we're into a little bit deeper water, we can start to go another layer deeper of, hey, there's a lot of people that also have a lot of intellectual challenges with Christianity of, hmm, I, I don't understand how you can believe this one thing that doesn't seem to make any sense to me or you know if how can there be a god if there's so much suffering in the world mm. the, the the real core questions that people have um and it's our job as believers to try to shepherd people through those questions in a way that makes sense um and one of the call outs that that we heard on last week's message was hey you shared a story of a young woman who went to church her whole life and didn't understand the gospel message. You know, what kind of church was it? Yeah. And it's a, it's a fair question. Um, it implies that the gospel message was never shared or that the person never heard it. And, and likely that wasn't true. I mean, I went to that church myself, so I can know on some level it wasn't, but it doesn't matter because there was a person who had barriers to being able to hear it. And so I pulled out a couple of books that have been really influential it, for me over the last several years. And one of them is called Beyond Opinion, hmm. Living the Faith We Defend by Ravi Zacharias. Ravi Zacharias is a, a brilliant speaker, an incredibly insightful and intelligent human being, but he also just loves people. And he shared this one quick story that out of all the 400 pages of the book, this is the one that I stumbled on a couple of days ago. And so I just wanted to share this really quick anecdote of he was speaking at an event and at the end invited the audience to answer or ask questions. And I'll just, I'll read for a second here. It said at the end of the event, a woman who embraced Buddhism came up to me. She said, I've enjoyed this evening, but I'm a Buddhist and something bothers me. And I want to ask you about it. She said, you didn't say it expressly, but you seemed to assume in your answer that there is only one way to God through Jesus Christ. Hmm. Is that true? And he says, yes, that is correct. She said, well, I could never agree with you. I could never become an intolerant person like you by saying that other people are wrong. And this is a completely common barrier for a lot of people is how can something be so exclusive that you're going to eliminate you know, a large chunk of the world's population and say that they are all wrong? I hope we wrestle with that. I, I know I did. Yeah. Um, and so he carries on in the story and says, well, you're a Buddhist, right? And she said, yes. He said, tell me, didn't the Buddha say that Hinduism was wrong? Did he not reject the caste system, which is central to Hinduism, and state that their scriptures were not divine? And she, she, she responded, he did say that. I actually read it this morning in my devotions. Huh. Um, so he responded again, if you're prepared to entertain the words of the Buddha, even though he said that millions of people are wrong, why are you not prepared to entertain that Jesus had to say this, roughly the same thing? Um, and she responded back by saying, well, <laughs> I don't like where this conversation is going uh, with a chuckle. And then, so that that's a, a super simple illustration of another religion claiming exclusivity, which Christianity does. And, and intellectually, we have to wrestle with that. And there, this is, anecdote isn't enough to answer that for a lot of people, but it's a place to start. My favorite part of the whole anecdote, though, was 
the last two sentences. She said, for the first time, she realized that the Christian faith she had left behind for Buddhism was not true Christianity at all. Uh. She had simply exchanged one way of life for another. She had never actually known Christ, despite having gone to church almost every day of her school life. So here is a, another person who clearly is hungry and for her own personal reasons chose a different path thinking that she had found an answer that satisfied this question of exclusivity only to realize i just traded one for another um, and what i gave away was a, in in christianity wasn't the real authentic christianity it was more of a the platitude kind the hollow kind yeah let's circle around that a little bit Valcaro. that's awesome uh, okay, so religion, whatever religion, whatever you got, whatever any l listener is believing or not believing, they all kind of say, um, well, you got to do this or you got to do that, right? For the most part, um, we'll, we'll get back to Christianity, but right where you said Buddhism, well, they definitely drew a line for themselves. You have to, right? In a way, you, you got to put borders up. To make in and to kind of define then what you are and what you believe, correct? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you just have a, a a loose set of principles that are flexible and can change depending on your mood. Yeah, yeah. And here's here's another like uh, it's it's just come to me. So I, I right or wrong, but it's like uh, uh, the saying of I've used it before. It's a little bit crass. So what is bottom line is that you can be right. And still be a dick. It's kind of one thing that comes to my mind. Percent agree. I, I, yeah. So uh, let's say you're right, right? But I, uh, whatever. Again, the listener. We got so many. Just even in Christianity, there's so many denominations, right? The Baptists think they're more right than the Lutherans, and the, and the Lutherans think they're more right than the Catholics, and the Catholics think they're more right than whomever. That's part of the problem, though, right? This this divisiveness and um, this when it becomes more of an attitude and an agenda versus pure love. If we go back to actually New Zealand Emily's uh, comments, I mean, she just said, "I feel love, I feel compassion, and empathy," and they. That is definitely what we feel for, for those. Uh, if you tell me you're Buddhist or Muslim, um, I want to meet you where you're at. Uh, I'm not going to come with a hard agenda on anything. I do want to better understand. And then let's just at least build a bridge of understanding and then um, know where we're at. And then but I, I will be unashamed, though, to, to explain why I believe. But I'm not. I, man, never do it like a jerk. Right. I, I just uh, I, we, we it, those at least. Again, here's here's a way to arm back to anyone that's had frustration with Christians. If they are not acting loving, uh, if they're not allowing you to be released from your mistakes, because trust me, they made their own mistakes. If they're lording something over you, that's not that's not Jesus' way, for sure. Jesus is about love and about forgiveness and about that grace you talked about when that woman was on her deathbed which resonates so much today, by the way, for people struggling to breathe, et cetera. It's like, ooh-wee, okay, there we go. There's my uh, riff, Nate. I can pull, I'm getting the pull to hand back over to you. Well, I think there's a, a, struggling how to say this exactly, but we, we look at people who are professing Christians, and then they do 
dumb things or they behave poorly or rudely. Yeah. And the problem isn't that they're being too Christian or too rigid or too fanatical. Yeah. They're not, they're not being Christian enough. They're not actually practicing what they preach. If they're harsh, if they are rude, um, if they are listening with the intent to respond to you or to debate you into changing your mind, that's not love. That's arrogance. Right. That's somebody who wants to win. And mm. I can say that with conviction because I used to be that person. And I recall one time early in my 20s having a uh, a night with one of my brothers and a high school friend where we sat in my living room and, and we were having some drinks and the conversation went, went late into the night and stumbled onto religion. And I remember arguing with the two of them so vehemently about the position that I had. Yeah. And to the point that I, I was yelling, I was condemning them and calling them idiots for how could you not possibly get this? And years later, it dawned on me just what a poor representative of the gospel I was. Hmm. So I'm not saying all of these things, again, from a place of I've got it all figured out. But I can empathize with people on the receiving end of it because I used to be the guy delivering it. Yeah, I used to be the guy who was so confident that I knew the answer. And if you all could just get on board with the way I see it, then you could be quote, saved. And um, my oldest brother, I called him within the last 12 months. And he said, hey, Nate, what's up? And I said, Kevin, this is a weird phone call to make, but huh. I'm calling to apologize for something I did 20 years ago. Oh, really? and, and he just chuckled. And I said, do you remember how I was in my late teens and early 20s? And he didn't say anything, but he knew. And I said, hey, I just I just want to say I'm sorry for the way that I used to be about politics and the way that I would demean your position or the way that I demeaned what your faith was and was a real dick. Hmm. And I'm sorry. And that was the first time in my whole life I've ever called my brother to apologize or have a, a heart-to-heart like that. And something in our relationship changed. I'm, I feel like I'm closer with my brother now than I've ever been. And that's because there's not that animosity from old arrogances still left over. And so, I, again, I'm sharing that not because I um, am perfect now. I still do. I, I still fall into those traps, but... I, I know them now. I see them. I try not to get sucked into them. Um, and it really ticks me off now when I see other people do it. Right. But you're smart enough to say, okay, but I've, I've been there. So, okay. Now, now we're learning and we're striving to be better and stronger. Right. So again, uh, I, I love this, this pod as a tool. Cause again, it's going to help those that uh, are on the fringe. You can, you're actually going to educate, your neighbor or your father or your brother or your sister a little bit of it. Doesn't it say 
And listen to this, this fringe podcast. Doesn't it say that you're supposed to love one another? Isn't, isn't love supposed to be first? Aren't you supposed to show mercy and grace? Because I'm not getting that from you right now. Right? I mean, this is something that at least, um, that's that's truth being truly exposed. Um, and, and it's definitely something that we're striving for. And Nate, I, can't exp- I cannot help but get the poll because um, we're coming to such a, a, an important Easter for those that do call themselves Christians, right? This weekend, I'm sorry, called Easter. And um, what is truly, what, what, what is true and what is, you mentioned last week, is just such a simple message. And for people that have been going to church their whole lives, um, whatever the denomination, I've seen it get wrong in all denominations, by the way. Um, but some are some churches are a little bit better than others. But it's just it is such a simple message. But why we we talk about why again? We, we put all these hoops on top, and we'll we'll end on that simple truth. But uh, anyway, back to you. We could go for four more hours. Yeah, we could. And and I, and I would love to because I I'm passionate about this stuff. I love this um, because I finally feel like I'm going in the right direction uh, with my own faith. Um, I'm still groping and grasping in the dark. I don't, I read a Bible verse sometimes, I have no idea what they're saying, or I come up with an interpretation of what I think it means, and I I do some studying on it, and I find out I'm completely wrong. And at the same point, the things that I know are different now is I value people differently than I used to. Hmm. I used to see people as a means to an end or as uh, people that can jump on my bandwagon of my program, my belief, my system, my philosophy, whatever else it is. And I never actually cared about the person. And so I know in my life that this change inside of my heart to actually love other people isn't something that I did. I'm, I'm not capable of changing how my heart feels no more than you can, you know, when you're 17 years old and you fall in love and she breaks your heart and you're like, why did I ever love her? I wish I, I wish I could choose differently. Mm. My heart loves what it loves. It just loves different things now. Yeah. It loves people differently and it loves different people than it used to. I love people that look a lot different and behave a lot different than the people I used to only love. They're far more diverse economically and racially and socially, politically. And I look at that and say, something has changed inside of me. I may have tried to initiate that change, but I couldn't complete that change. And so I say, I mean, and I remember the specific prayers that I prayed asking for those changes, saying, God, change my heart because I don't love this person. I actually don't even like them. Hmm. And so that that's to me how I know that, you know, my relationship with people and how I feel about them and how I see them is fundamentally different. And I don't have an explanation for that other than God. Yeah. Right on. I think, uh, is it, we'll, we'll be wrapping on this pretty soon here. Uh, but Carol will definitely be continuing on based on all the feedback we've been getting. I just feel that, definite pull of wanting to end on some truth and let's let's just go over the basics again of that truth so people understand it and though um i think one is whether you're a christian or not i think the danger is sometimes we get too cocky and too confident and uh 
we just we uh, it it just it just it just happens. Uh, I think to the best of us. And the truth is, we are all works in progress. And whether you are a pastor of a mega church or a priest or someone that works in a homeless shelter um, or an accountant, for that matter, uh, we're all flawed, right? That is written. And anyone that calls themselves a Christian should understand that and know that. We, we all have issues. We all make mistakes. And like it's going full circle, anyone that's lording that over you, your mistakes, if they call themselves a Christian, they are obligated to forgive. There are actually verses in that say, you must forgive in order to be forgiven. So that's part of truth. And the other one, I think, again, coming up, if this whole Easter thing is true, Nate, um, and then what you're telling to your dying friend on your deathbed on, on, the, on the first uh, Fringe episode. It's not about everything you've done uh, total or if you've done enough. I mean, this grace thing is hard to figure out, even for the most complex, uh, studied, versed Christian sometimes. Because what it's saying is, no, yeah, if you believe, if, if, if you confess Jesus with your, your heart and soul, or just going for it and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going I'm to choose to accept this gift. Um, then you get the grace and you get the mercy. And that's really hard for our human minds to kind of wrap, wrap around, correct? Uh, but it yeah, is a ask, simple truth. Ask a Christian, what do they mean when they say grace? And you're going to get 900 different answers. Yeah, we'll break that down some more, by the way. It's really, really simple. Mm. Grace is you, you've been given something you don't deserve. And mercy is really simple. You've not been given something you do deserve. Right. That's it. Except on the on the grace side, what you've been given is beautiful and free. And on the mercy side, what you're not getting is horrible and is deserved. Mm. So now we got a dichotomy here, right? And again, to be continued. We got one side it's saying you do need to do all these things. And people thinking, I got to go to church this many times. I need to uh, read this many times. I should be praying about this so many times. I need to be doing this gesture so many times. And on the flip side, you got some people that maybe got part of this right, but they're such they're they're so arrogant, and um, they're not really the the, the hypo, hypocrisy of it all is they're not acting like Jesus is at all. So no one wants anything to do with it. So um, and we need to love those people too. <laughs> absolutely, I know that's been on your heart too. This wasn't supposed to be just a bash session on those that are being jerks, right? But we have to build a bridge of empathy, and that's why I love Emily's words so much. Uh, we do. I empathize. And I empathize with those that have been burned and um, been betrayed. And uh, they, 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 I understand. I empathize the way they feel. And on the other side, just know whoever you put up or whoever you thought was on the pedestal, whether it was your own mom or your own dad or a pastor or a priest, You've got to know it's written in that book. They are flawed, and that's why they've let you down somewhere, somehow, some way. Um, and my personal commitment to anybody who's listening here is, as Christians who are in, in this specific place right here saying, we think that there's something being missed and we don't necessarily like a lot of what others are doing, it's on us to not be silent about it. Right. It is on us who are claiming to somehow be seeing a simpler truth and to be loving people differently. Yes, we do have to love um, those on the fringe and those who are, you know, 
dyed in the wool, true blue professing Christians. And the people on the fringe are saying, Hey, how come more Christians aren't standing up for what they see as wrongness in Christianity? And that's my commitment is we're going to keep going there. We're going to tick a lot of people off. Mm. We're going to ruffle some feathers. We're possibly going to lose some relationships. Right. And that's a sacrifice that we might have to make. And I'm saying I'm willing to, um, because I care about the fringe. And Nate, may this is the, this is where someone needed to hear this uh, on the other side of some of you need to do what Nate did, whether it's calling your brother after 20 years or calling a former best friend, or uh, if you, you need to own your mistakes. And that's definitely one of the steps that, that we take. We know it's healthy. It works. Uh, and by the way, who do you love the most, right? You love the people that are more humble. You love the people that are more loving. You, I guarantee you, your best friends, everyone listening out there, you think about some of your best people, the people you love being around the most, I guarantee it, they're, they're more graceful. They're more forgiving. They're more loving. And if you call yourself a Christian, especially, there's some people you probably owe an apology to uh, where you were not acting that way. And one way to really shine your faith and your light of what's truly true is saying when you're wrong. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us for another uh, uh, episode of The Fringe, and uh, we will be back, right, Vicaro Guapo? Absolutely. So please, by the way, FryDudes.com is up. You can submit your questions, your comments, your frustrations, what you want us to further break down, challenge us with a question that you haven't gotten a really good answer for, and we'll do our best to uh, tackle it. So please keep uh, tuning in, keep sharing. Uh, Love your comments. Thank you for joining The Fringe this week. Uh, we are real. We are raw. And as New Zealand Emily is right, uh, we really do care. Uh, we, and we try to see and empathize with both sides of The Fringe. We're not afraid to look in the mirror. How about you? You willing to admit when you're wrong? If you are right, are you a jerk about it? You can be right and agitate and alienate. So Christians, as we go into this Easter weekend... What were Jesus' last words to you? I'm curious to know how many people who call themselves Christians even know the answer to that question. Now, Fringe, let me equip you and you can educate some of them. I'm serious. Ask someone who calls himself a Christian and if they know what Jesus' last words were. Before you do that, check out the last words in Matthew. You can just Google Google Matthew and, and go to the end of the book. Did he say go out in the world and alienate and agitate. No, of course not. He says, go out in the world and make disciples and make sure to be true and follow his commands. And if you study his words further, again, he says the two greatest commands are love God and love others. We best encourage one another. We best build each other up and not tear each other down. And, you know, please feel free to forward this podcast to them and then discuss. And then let me parlay this to the political fringe for a little bit. It always can be dangerous, but I'm just going to speak from the heart and be real again. Any politicians who call themselves Christians, may you truly lead like Christ. Since you are not Christ and you are human, please admit when you are wrong. Do what is best for your people. Love God, love others, and you know better that others also means people not like you. Lastly, if you think I'm picking one side uh, or the other, I'm not. I'm imploring both sides. 
blue and red. Enough with the grandstanding. Enough with your, your, you're not always, basically, you're not always right. In fact, it is impossible to always be right. Check Romans 3.23. Can you please work together like you did after 9-11 or the Great Recession? Now go, serve, apologize where needed, and love. Amen. Ending on song note, in a world of hate, be a light. This is Be a Light by Thomas Rhett, featuring Reba McIntyre, Hilary Scott, Chris Tomlin, and Keith Urban. <laughs> For those that know country, that is quite a crew. If you dig, please add it to your playlist. Now be a light. Black and white, in a world full of hate, be alive.